Welcome builders from Lakeland, Florida. This is the Build Your Success Leadership Podcast with your host, Brian Brogen. We're going to empower and equip you to build yourself and then build others. Now, let's build up with your host, Brian Brogen. Hello, builders. Good evening, good afternoon, good morning. Whatever time you're listening to this, wherever you're listening to this, we welcome you to the Build Your Success Podcast. Here at the Build Your Success Podcast, we like to build you so you can build others. We do that through our corporate training events, speaking events, and workshops. And we also do that with some special guests on the podcast. I'm grateful today to have Major General John Gronsky. He's a retired U.S. Army veteran, and he's the author of the book Sharp, Iron Sharpened Leadership and the Ride of Our Lives. We'll talk about both those books in the podcast. But he's a leadership consultant, international speaker, and an executive coach. John serves as CEO of Leader Grove LLC. He's a non-resident senior fellow with the Transatlantic Leadership Program at the Center for European Policy Analysis. So welcome to the podcast day, but, but let me just get this in there. Thank you for your service to our country, John. Brian, I appreciate you saying that. And, and I also appreciate you hosting me on your podcast. It's a great program you put together. I'm glad to join you today. I uh, appreciate you being here and uh, th- this podcast. We have a lot of fun here. We learn a lot of lessons from our guests, and I'm just grateful to share some some wonderful people with the listeners to this podcast. Yeah, well, I'm looking forward to our uh, conversation today. Awesome, John. Well, listen, I'm going to ask you the question we ask all of our guests. What does leadership and being a leader mean to John Gronsky? Yeah, you know, Brian, it really comes down to my leadership philosophy of of character leader competence and resilience. And I really think character is the foundational element of, of leadership. And, you know, having that strong character, having those values uh, that you uh, uh, live by and make decisions in accordance with those values. And then, you know, the, the leader competence, is, which is really all about, you know, providing vision, purpose, being able to communicate, having the courage to make decisions. And then Resiliency, which is not only the ability to overcome adversity, uh, but also uh, the the fortitude to be the best person you could be. Wow. Yeah, that is phenomenal. You know, the, this character. I, I made a post on LinkedIn today. Of a friend of mine, Max Story, has this saying that you can't have base camp leadership and get to the top of the mountain. You can't have base camp character and get to the top of the mountain. So I, I think that character is so important in all that we do in our life. You know, you also talked about sharing a vision with others and and the courage to make decisions. That That's so important. So, John, you've had a, been around a lot of leaders. You've been a leader in the military, you, and you, now you work with organizations. Can you give us an example of a leader? And you don't have to say a name, but just how a leader has done these things, been this character model, and, and had the courage to make decisions. Yeah, you know, I think a great example uh, is is a great American who who passed away several weeks ago, Colin Powell. You know, Colin Colin Powell, in my view, was absolutely a, a character based leader. Uh, he lived his life in accordance with his own personal core values and our army values. And then he also spoke and wrote a lot about uh, having the courage to make decisions with less than perfect information. And I think as we reflect on any leader who's out there listening to the program, reflecting on their uh, decision-making history and capability, we will all, I think everybody would agree, we never have perfect information 
when we make decisions. And Colin Powell spoke a lot about uh, having to have the courage to, to uh, rise above uh, that uncertainty and, and make those decisions and then be being able to adjust from the decisions that we make. Yeah, I have to agree with Colin. Sometimes we don't have all the answers when we have to make a decision. And, you know, perfection is paralyzing. And, and you know, if you don't make a decision, things are going to go on without you. If, you. if you can't make decisions and important decisions, you need to consider the information. I agree. But but what use what information you have and, and, and move forward. Yeah. And, you, you know, Brian, Colin Powell talked about the 40-70 rule and he, and he said, you know, if a leader makes a decision with less than 40 percent of the information, you're just guessing, you're just shooting from the hip. So you do have to acquire, you know, at least 40 percent of the information. But then he said, if you wait until you have more than 70 percent of the information, you probably missed an opportunity. So you've got to get comfortable with making those decisions with between 40 and 70 percent of the information available. I like that 4070 rule. It reminds me, I've been in construction for the last 26 years, and a lot of times drawings are not complete. I mean, they intentionally start a job without complete drawings. And I'll have to agree with Colin, if they're 40% complete, you got a disaster on your hands. <laughs> but if they are 70% complete, you can get going and start in a, in a forward movement while they're finishing up and, and, and even be able to change and modify. Now that you have progressed and done some things, you realize, well, maybe that won't work. And so I think having that ability to be flexible and, and get started is, is, is good. No, a, a, absolutely. And, and Brian, you know, uh, being in business yourself, you know, business moves at a very uh, high rate of speed. And if we procrastinate or if we fail to make decisions when decisions need to be made, uh, we, we, we miss those opportunities that, that are out there. And and you're right. You know, once we make a decision, we don't just walk away from it. We stay connected to it. Uh, we're prepared to adapt and adjust on, on, on those decisions we made as we get more information available or as the situation uh, becomes more clear. So it, it's, it's not just about making a decision and, and you know, giving a, 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 a task to the folks that work for you and walking away from it. Leaders have to stay connected. So they could uh, provide additional guidance and adjust as needed. Yeah. You know, I think this is a great segue talking about adjusting as needed. You wrote the book, Ride of Our Lives. I had the privilege of reading that book. It's it's an outstanding book. It, I feel like I rode with you across the United States. I, I don't I don't have the uh, stamina to do that, but I through the book and seeing what the challenges that you faced, not only did you do that you rode across the country, but you took your wife and, and how old was your son at the time? Yeah, he was 15 months old when we started that yeah. three-month-long trip. <laughs> so um, you learned a lot of lessons during this trip. Give give our listeners just a few tidbits on, on that experience. Yeah, you know, and again, this was back in 1983 when my wife and I conducted this trip. Um, I had spent four years in the Army at that point, and, and I actually left the Army. I had a break in service for about a year, so I living out on the West Coast in Washington State, decided to move back to Northeastern Pennsylvania. And I suggested to my wife that we fulfill a longtime dream I had of bicycling across the United States. And we didn't see our son, our 15-month-old son, Stephen, as a hindrance or an obstacle. We, we saw him as a, just a great way to spend some fam quality family time together on, on this journey that we took. So, uh, 
you know, I pulled Stephen across the United States in the trailer. And I think one of the lessons I learned on the trip, and it kind of gets back into making decisions, is that, you know, sometimes you come to a, we came to a crossroads on that trip, uh, both literally and figuratively. And we had to make a decision, you know, do we go north or south? Uh, you know, which direction do we head in? And I, I learned that whatever decision you make, as long as you go into that decision with the proper attitude, it's never a wrong decision. And as you know, as our life progresses, we make many life decisions, you know, many career decisions. And I believe that we should always be forward looking and not backward looking. And as long as, again, we go in with the right attitude, prepare to adjust if you need to based on what is up ahead on that road as you make that decision to travel that path, uh, you're, you're, you're going to be in good shape. But, but for those people who make decisions and they're always commiserating and have buyer's remorse and always look, oh, what if I made the other decision? It doesn't matter. You know, you go into, you make those decisions, you go into on that, on that route with the right attitude and, and you're going to be good to go. The other lesson is life is a team sport. And, and you've, you've, and, and that, you know, my, my other book, Iron Sharpened Leadership, it's all based on Proverbs 27, 17, which is the Bible verse that states as, as iron sharpens iron. So one, one person sharpens another. And again, uh, myself, my wife, Berti, our son, Stephen, uh, even though he was only 15 months old, he kept my wife and I sharp on that trip. And, and, and again, it's just all about understanding life is a team endeavor and, you have to strive to reach, reach reach your hand up to mentors and coaches so you can become a stronger person. But then at the same time, you've got to be able to reach your hand down to help other people who might not, not be as talented as you are so you could help them along the way too. So with, you know, it's, those are some of the things I learned on, on that uh, magnificent journey that we took back in 1983. We hope you're enjoying today's podcast. This podcast is sponsored by Build Consulting Services. Are you ready to reduce workplace conflict, reduce employee turnover, and increase your productivity? If you're ready to put Brian to work for your company, give him a call at 863-800-9658 or email him at brianb at buildcs.net. Now, back to today's episode. John, I, I, jo I enjoyed the the book, and I also read Walk Across America, uh, so I'd encourage listeners to read that book as well. But one thing that I, you know, you talked about a team and your your wife and your son being part of that, but also the people that helped you along the journey, uh, that, that amazed me about both books, Walk Across America and Ride Across America, were dependent upon good-natured people people that were helping inspire people. And, and you met some, some people along the route that weren't as friendly, but, but to realize there's good human beings out there that want to help each other. I also love in, in, in your book about your wife, seeing your son every day for hours upon end, that, that, that beautiful image in my mind, I have four children. I, I can imagine that was probably a great thing as well, but you know, just people helping people, as you mentioned, reaching down to others, and, and those experiences that, that you, you, uh, you know, had across the United States. Yeah. And, and you know, Brian, you, you, you make a good point there about allowing yourself 
to be helped by other people. And, you know, we've got a lot of people struggling today with uh, emotional issues and mental health issues and all, and all of that. A lot of it because of the uncertainty of the pandemic and then other forces that are out there. And the, the coaching I give to people is don't be afraid to ask for help. You know, don't think that you could do everything on your own. It's okay to, to, to ask somebody for a little bit of help when you need it. And, and, I, and I think uh, we learned that on our bicycle adventure, that there were plenty of people out there who opened up their doors to us uh, and allowed us to maybe spend a night at their house or allowed us to camp in their backyard. Uh, and, and sometimes, you know, somebody would buy us lunch. And it was just uh, a great way to see uh, that there are so many nice, caring people out there, and we just have to open up our hearts to them. And then again, at the same time, uh, we have to allow ourselves to be generous to help other people who may need a helping hand from us as well. Yeah, that sounds like that paying it forward thing. And not, you know, here we are when we're doing this recording, we're, we're in the holiday times. It's going to actually go up after the first year, but not only, you know, not only during holiday times, but in, in the year round, but just, just have a life of giving to others and helping others. Yeah. You know, uh, just, just that whole attitude of, of being generous and of being kind. And, you know, my father, he only had a seventh grade education and, and he developed a large business in, in uh, Northeastern Pennsylvania, where I grew up. And one of the things he taught me as I was a, a young child growing up, is you, you've got to be generous. And he used to say, you know, the, the, the more generosity you put forth, the more good things are going to happen to you in your life. You know, it's like that, that whole aspect of, of, of karma. And, and I really learned from my father, it was important to be generous. It was important to help other people. And, and uh, although you don't do it, you know, for transactional reasons, good things do happen to you when you try to be good to other people. Uh, that's wonderful, John. Listen, I, you know, for the listeners, I have an application process for my guests and, and they fill out an application. Feel free to do that when, when you want to be a guest or you want to recommend a guest, you know, send them to this application process at buildcs.net. But I want to, you know, highlight something that goes perfectly here. One of the things you put in your application is the secret and in leadership ingredient is care. I don't think that can be said enough. I'm going to say it again. In fact, secret and le leadership ingredient is care. It sounds like you learned that from your father. I'm sure you learned it from other people over time. Get, unpack that for us. Yeah, I, I, I think there's a few different aspects there. First of all, uh, a leader has to care for themselves. You know, uh, I like to say you've, you've got to put firewood on, on your own campfire before it's going to cast light. So you've got to develop yourself and, and you've got to take care of yourself in, in order for you to, to care for those you lead. So that, that's one of the aspects of, of that. And then uh, I've also found that the simple things we do for, for our followers, for our employees, you know, however you want to frame that, the simple thing we do for, for those who follow us. It might be simple in our mind, but it's such a big thing in the minds of the people we do it for. And, you know, I remember um, right after 9-11, I had to take 2,000 soldiers uh, over to Europe to do a force protection mission on U.S. installations over there. Because, again, it was right after 9-11. We didn't know if terrorists were going to attack U.S. bases in, in Europe or not. 
And um, one one thing I did is I have 2,000 soldiers spread over four countries, Italy, Germany, the Netherlands, and, and, and Belgium. And I would be on the road a lot visiting those soldiers, making sure they had all the things they needed. And, and one thing I did is, is I was visiting these soldiers. I would have my assistant take a picture of me and the soldier. And then I would ask the soldier what loved one they would want me to send that picture to back home. And some people would say, you know, my spouse or others would say my daughter, my son, my, my mother, my father, whomever. And I would get the name and address of that loved one. And then when we got the pictures developed, and this is before digital cameras, so these were analog pictures we'd had, we had to get developed. And then I would write a handwritten note to that soldier's loved one, uh, telling the family member back home what a great job the soldier was doing, how proud they could be of their soldier. And you know what, Brian? 10 years after that, 12 years after that, I would have soldiers walking up to me thanking me for the fact that I sent that picture back home. Or I would have family members meet me at a dinner or some other event, and they would thank me for sending that picture home. And again, this is over a dozen years later, after the fact, they would still be thanking me for that. And, and again, it was just a little thing I did. I never thought it was anything you know that, that <laughs> monumental, but it was a big thing in their minds. So again, as, as leaders, if we, could sh if we could find ways to show people that we lead, that we really truly care about them, um, it, it's, it's just going to have a, a, a great effect for years and years to come. Oh, John, that is a great message. You know, I hear about the care, not only for the soldier, but recognizing the family, because the families of soldiers make so many sacrifices. They give that person to the service of a country. And, and to know you recognize the person, but also sent something that was just so valuable to their loved one. It, it's, 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 it's a win-win. And, and, and like you said, it looks and sounds simple. However, you took the time to do it. And, and, and not everybody does to do some simple things. I, I love writing thank you cards. It's just a blast. I, I, when I write it, it feels good. Whether or not the person responds to it or not, okay. But as, as long as you get to do that. And I think people, I, I think in the leadership arena, Everybody's trying to do the next big thing. And we could do a bunch of small collective things that would turn into something big. I think we would have more success with that. Yeah. Yeah, Brian. You know, the funny thing, just a couple of days ago, earlier this week, I was talking to a, a group of CEOs from the, from the Philadelphia region. And we were talking about this whole concept of care. And then at the end of the two-hour session I did with them, I asked, Hey, how are you going to apply these things in your in your life going forward now? Or how have you applied them? And one of the CEOs said, Hey, I've already applied what you talked about regarding care. I said, Well, what do you mean? He goes, Well, on a break, I was thinking, you know, based on what you said about caring for our workers or caring for our, our followers, he goes, When when we're done with a job, we would always send a little gift package to the customer, thanking them, you know, for allowing us to to serve them. And he said, you know, I thought to myself, why aren't we also sending a little gift package to the employees who took care of that customer? So we said, you know, during one of the breaks, he goes, I, I texted my headquarters, you know, uh, you know, back, back home. And I told them to not only send a gift package out to the job that we just completed to, to the customer, but also send a gift package out to the four or five people who worked on that job. And it was just like, uh, so, uh, great to hear that 
this this leader was applying something we talked about so quickly so he could have a more successful organization and 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 just uh showed people that he really cared about them that that's amazing that that's that making decisions you know making decisions now hey you heard something sounds good if you don't take action now is what i've learned for myself if i didn't take action when i learned that lesson then i'm going to forget it two days later the, the 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 i'm trying to think of the word i want to use here the big momentum has lost. You know, you go to a leadership event, you hear something great. If you don't write it down and take action on it, it's it's going to go in a folder somewhere and you're going to forget it. So that's yeah. that's good. Well, John, it's time to start wrapping things up on the podcast here. I'm going to bring up your, your website for those that are watching on YouTube. For those who are listening, it's johngronsky.com. We'll also include that in the show notes. But John, tell our listeners what they can find there and also tell us about your latest book. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff uh, they could find on my website. I've been on, first of all, this is one of the best podcasts I've been on. I really enjoyed having this conversation with you. Your podcast will be on my website along with many others that I that I have been on. Uh, I have a uh, periodic leadership email that I send out to people so folks could register for that free leadership email. They could download a free leadership pamphlet, which talks about or which uh, kind of goes into depth on some of the stuff we talked about today. And uh, they could, they could uh, have access to my YouTube channel, my social media site. So it's a great way to stay connected with me. And then, of course, they could find out more about the two books you mentioned, The Ride of Our Lives, which is a story about this bicycle adventure I took back in 1983 with my wife, Barry, and our 15-month-old son, Stephen. And then my most recent book, Iron Sharpened Leadership, uh, which uh, really covers my leadership philosophy of character, leader competence, and, and resilience. So you can find all of that stuff there, and I, I hope people will take advantage of it. Well, thank you, John. Thanks for being a guest on the podcast today. For our listeners, again, I will include all of that in the show notes. You can find those things and check John out. Get those free things he's offering to you. I'd also encourage you to go to our website, buildcs.net. You can see the programs we're offering. You can also download active listening tips from us and get a free download for that. So thanks for listening to the podcast today. Remember to build yourself and then build others. Want to learn how to build yourself and build your team? Visit www.buildcs.net and learn about Brian's programs, special offers, and more. Build yourself and then build others.